Lacey Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist Podcast with Macy Gage and let's just uh, jump right in. Something else from the time when I was going to university that, that really was a, a sort of, I don't know what to call it, it's a, an event that really stuck out obviously because it was it was me behaving manically, I guess is, is a good way to uh, describe it. I was, I was manic and I did not want to admit that at that time. I was I was like, "What? Well, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to my going to my classes. I'm I'm you know running around and and just smoking and and getting cold outside because I'm always smoking and just going up and to my classes super late because I just lived like right behind the school. So I would I would leave like right at the last second to get to class and I just rush in there, rush in there, and you know sit down and then and then just you know start talking about my holidays and it's like had nothing to do with with the assignments which. At the time, I really did think it was relevant because I don't know if people can relate to this, but when I'm thinking of things, I I think of, you know, something in my life and I somehow make the connection. I, I don't know how I made the connection, actually. It was it was pretty, pretty far to, to really make that connection. It was about one that I do remember was I was... I was talking about how they created a sense of security in Dominican Republic by putting broken glass bottles at the top of the unfinished foundations of houses. And I related this to my liberal studies class, how that related to, what was it, cultural ideas back in, what was it, primitive artwork and how that related to how Picasso had found um, primitive masks and how that related to... See, it doesn't make any sense right now. But so uh, making weird connections, sometimes that can lead to really innovative and positive and just intuitive and, and just some really great things. But sometimes, no, <laughs> sometimes you're grasping at straws just to, I guess, express something that, but anyway, where was I going with this? So I was talking about how I was just, I was in a, in a bit of a mad rush and I was just showing up late to my classes and, and just explaining things that didn't make sense. And so not just that, but I was all over the place. I was volatile. I was not not making sense, although I was trying my hardest, or I thought I was, just trying to get these assignments done and trying to make sense of things, remembering to not make friends with people because I thought they're going to take my job, which that was just completely ludicrous. I should have made friends back then because 
I could still be chatting with them and, and, and we could benefit from each other's knowledge on what we learned in school. And then maybe we could talk about different jobs, uh, in the art world. And well, hindsight's 2020, right? So, but what I was getting at with this, uh, other sort of realization on being bipolar back, uh, going to, to school was there was a trip that was, was being organized by my faculty. They were, they were trying to organize this school trip to go to New York, New York City. And I don't know why I thought this was a good idea for me, but I just decided I'm going to go on this trip. Let's just do this. And and for some reason, I didn't have the money, which I don't understand why I didn't have the money because uh, I, I did have some money then. So I don't know. I guess that's what it was. I was manic and I was spending it. I was just spending it like it was water, just trickling it down every shop that I could find and not even remembering to take the things that I was buying with me half the time. Uh, but yeah, so it was just a lot of shopping, a lot of extravagant shopping and just like, why was I wanting to buy $500 pairs of shoes? I mean, thank goodness I didn't actually go through with that. What is it? Uh, Flugogs or whatever. <laughs> I thought enough sense. That's a lot of money for a pair of shoes. So but uh, yeah, it was uh, crazy times going to university and being manic and being bipolar. I was trying to explain to you about the trip to New York City and how I didn't have the money, but somehow there was this guy that I didn't really know that well, but but uh, Jude knew him and knew him pretty well. And his name is Ivan. And so Ivan just said, yeah, I can lend you some money for the trip. And it was a few hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, great, this is awesome. And I and I did not have the intention of paying him back. I remember thinking that, that, you know what, because I was manic, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't pay anybody back. This is a trip for me and I'm going to have fun. And it's just going to be, yeah, it didn't, it didn't get filtered into my brain as to being responsible, which is unfortunate that I was thinking that way. Uh, but yeah, so I decided to go on this trip and it was and without my money, without my using my own money. And so I went on this trip and it was full of, like, there's a bus, you know, it was nine hours to to uh, New York City. And, you know, the weird thing was I got some really good drawings in while I was in the, uh, the hostel, I think, or was it? No, we were in the hostel, but I don't think I did the drawings in the hostel. I think we were at the Carnegie Hall and somehow was that where I did the drawings? I don't know. I had some really good drawings that, that came from that, which I think I will actually put them in to the wallpaper of one of these podcasts, maybe this one even. That, that, yeah, it was, uh, it was, there were some really good drawings coming from this and I was doing some really fun writing. But besides that, I, I just, I wanted to do something really dangerous and crazy and, and I don't know where this, brain chemistry comes from i guess it's, it's the bipolar it's just trying to trying to to be bipolar and and so i i just decided you know what i'm going to go to this record store and i'm just going to i'm just going to grab a bag i'll buy one or something i don't know i don't know i don't remember how i did that it was something like i i, I had this idea in my head okay i'll get a bag and then i'll just start putting all these cd's into this bag and then i'm just going to walk out of the shop as if they're not going to notice Again, it's another another time when I want to I want somebody to rescue me to say, "Look, this is not what you should be doing. This this is how you should be behaving responsibly." And I guess in some ways that was me sort of crying out to I don't know, hopefully not a doctor, but prob probably Jude. Like, hey Jude, 
what am I doing? Come save me, which that sounds ridiculous. I'm no damsel in distress, but maybe in the subconscious, right? That's what I was thinking, but it was, it was a, it was a stupid way of behaving. It really was. And I, and I hate admitting this because who wants to hear these things? But there, there is an insight to this and that is be responsible. Don't go on a whim on, on every little thing that takes your fancy because there are repercussions, there are consequences. And just when you think you're going to be invincible, which I mean, I guess there's, there are many times when, when we don't even realize we're, we're, we're thinking that way. So it's, it may be difficult for, for, for a lot of us to realize that, but, but hopefully putting this, this sort of experience out there will, will trigger some people into realizing, yeah, you know what? I was thinking that way. And what am I doing now? I got to get out of that. I got to, she's right. I need to, I need to focus on something that's going to be of a benefit to me in some way that, that actually makes me feel good, but not in a dangerous, reckless, careless way. <laughs> something that's happy and something that's, that's, that's fulfilling in, in a good way. Whether it's those endorphins, whether it's gaining some knowledge in, in, or skill or, or just having some innocent fun. There's, there's a number of ways, right? So let's, yeah, let's focus on that and move forward. We need to move on and realize that when we're brain injured or we have bipolar or whatever we, we have, uh, whether we're born with it or it happened to us through some kind of injury or, or just some biological reasoning or, or that there's a number of ways, right, that things can happen to us and, and not just thinking, oh, this is what we have to live with. This is, this is how we have to, this is how we have to manage, which of course we do. We have to figure out ways around our difficulties or figure out how to just uh, work with them or, or make them work for us or, or just do the best that we can with what we have, but, but not just that. We have to think that this is not what defines us. And that, that took me a number of years to get to that point. It took me a lot of struggle. It took me a lot of uh, heartache for a lot of family members. And, and in a sense, uh, they, they didn't actually help me in the whole process, which I've yet to, to really let you know what actually happened because I don't know if I really want to share that. Who wants to go down that dark rabbit hole of, how family can really not actually help you along the path or along the uh, the road of of life, and how you know you think family will you know support you and they will be there for you. Well, sometimes sometimes things happen where you know, it's it's opportunity, and I understand that. Like I'm sure I've been that way uh, to some relationships in my past where it has been you know, whatever. I don't know what I'm getting at here, but it's, it's just been, you know, where I'm getting lost on that train, huh? <laughs> where we have seen an opportunity and we have jumped at it or we've, you know, where a, a job opportunity has come up and, and we've, we've accepted the, the opportunity and, you know, things have, things in our life have suffered. There's, I don't know, I don't want to go down too many too, into too many gray areas where people are going to freak out at me because everybody's really tender these days and, and I don't want to to agitate anyone. Or <laughs> I just want to talk about about 
these uh, problems, you know, oh, they're not really problems. They're they're more like who we are, and that that's the most important part that we have to remember that you know what this is who we are right now, and you know what, just deal with it. <laughs> Although maybe not say that right to people's faces, unless, of course, you feel comfortable. But uh, yeah, this is who we are, and we're moving forward, we're, we're moving on, we're not accepting uh, these difficulties as this is how it's going to be forever, because we are always growing, we are always changing, we are always developing. It may not seem like it at, at very critical times, we, we think we, we're stuck, we're static, we're not, you know, like especially when times are really tough and really difficult. That's not the way it is. We we are always growing and changing and progressing forward, even if it's just tiny little increments. You know what? Those are little things that that are like championships, or they're just that's not the right word, but <laughs> they're just they're just little like goal markers, or or just really things to be really happy about. That that you know what. These are little accomplishments, no matter how tiny they are. Maybe you, maybe you took a step today that you never took before, or you're doing some physio in a pool and you and you did a, an exercise you were never able to do before. You know what? There's so many different ways that we can improve, whether it's little things like that, or you know what? We we reached a marker or a milestone with a relationship that we're in that. That, you know, it's a friend and finally they reached out to us. Uh, or, you know, like you've been trying to rekindle a friendship. Like I've been trying to actually do that on Facebook. And I don't think that's always best for everybody because in my case, it hasn't worked out that great. I've been, uh, I've had a lot of people just completely ghost me, which that's very frustrating. As I'm sure some of you must know what that's like. I, I don't think I'm the only one that's been ghosted. And it's a, yeah, it's a very frustrating and very kind of emotional thing. And the more I, the what I'm noticing, the more you experience this, the easier it gets. <laughs> That's sad to say, because it's like the more you get hurt, the easier it gets. But yeah, unfortunately, that's exactly what what's been happening to me. Which I don't know. I I think it's it's actually this is a good time in the pandemic. You know, we all have a lot more time on our hands good to just reach out to those people that you had a connection and that I thought you know what I'm going to reach out to these people there was a connection there I didn't think it died I thought you know you have something you can go back to it once you're friends at one time you can kind of pick up where you left off and and a couple friends that it has been like that and I'm very grateful for that even ones from when I was really really little and we just picked up where we we left off and that was a really good feeling but you can't guarantee that with a lot of people because a lot of people hold on to things. And unfortunately, they hold on to the negative. I, I guess, you know, I know why that happens. I remember a therapist telling me that we hold on to the stuff that has hurt us the most because we want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And I guess I've hurt people in my life. As I guess it just happens. I mean, we don't intend to, but but yeah, like uh, we hold on to things, and I'm sure I've done that, and I, I need to let go of some things, and I, I think I am in the process of that, and it it is a quite freeing experience. A weight has been lifted off your shoulders when you can actually start letting go of things that have actually been holding you back, and I think I'm going to leave it there. And thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. 
Remember to like, share, and comment on this Tangentialist podcast. You can do that at http colon backslash backslash www.facebook.com backslash Tangentialist. That's T-A-N-G-E-N-T-A-L-I-S-T with a capital T. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Thank you, glorious humanoids, for tuning in. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist. Tangentialist.